Everything's better with some wine in the belly. Welcome to Tits and Wine, a spoiler-free Game of Thrones podcast. Tonight we talk about Season 5, Episodes 4, 5, 6, and 7. Thanks for listening. Your watch has begun. Welcome to Tits and Wine. This is a spoiler-free Game of Thrones podcast. I'm Casey. I have read the books many times and seen the show many times. And I am Nicole. I have not read any of the books and I'm watching the show for the first time. We are going to be discussing four episodes in this episode. Season five, episode four, Sons of the Harpy. Uh, Episode five, Kill the Boy. Episode six, Unbowed, Unbent, Unbroken, a.k.a. the worst episode of Game of Thrones ever. (laughs) And episode seven, The Gift. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, we'll start off with your episode four, top three. Okay. Oh, by the way, a couple little things that happened last couple days. I haven't talked to you. It's been a couple days. Mm -hmm. So, I may not get my car back. (laughs) What? Yeah, because it may take so long that we're going to invoke the Lemon Law. We have 30 days. Um, We have no idea when the park's coming in. They said it could be a month. It could be two months. We don't know. So we're going out there on Thursday and find out what they have available for a trade or get our money back. Super lame. And then we also tried to buy a house. (laughs) And... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, another house. Um, it's bigger. It was really nice. It had like two living areas, a basement, and an upstairs, four bedrooms. So we'd each have our own office. Uh, Perrin would have his own bathroom. Really beautiful neighborhood. And we offered them what they were asking. And then on a contingent sale, which means it would only go through once our house was sold, because we can't get stuck with both of them if ours right. doesn't sell. And they accepted, except they wanted to keep it on the market during the contingency, which is like, well, what's the fucking point of that? So we'd have to sell our house before before they got another offer. So, like, they'd be able to accept offers while we were trying to sell our house. So then you could end up homeless. Pretty, yeah, pretty. I mean, we could, we could like, take our house off the market. But, yeah, if things, like, timed poorly, yeah, that could really fuck us. So we're like, no, fuck you guys. Fuck, man. Yeah. God dang we're, it. We're we were pretty bummed. Like, the house was super nice. We were really excited. Perrin loved it. Perrin keeps going, let's go to the new house. And we're like, sorry, buddy. Like, didn't work out. <laughs> well, you have um a friend that's in real estate, right? Uh, Yeah, she was helping us. So she did, because I don't know how, like, here in Wenatchee, you put a house on the market, and it's gone the day before you put it on the market. Yeah, so chances are... Our house would sell in a couple days. Chances are. Um, We would have to clear the fuck out of this house. She would have, she said she'd have the photographer here by Friday. So we'd have to clear everything out and get it photo ready by Friday, which it would be like Brian would have to take off work and we'd have to just do it, you know, like all day until Friday to get it ready. Um, Then, yeah, it would probably sell in a few days. But even then, their house would have been on the market for two weeks by then. So the chances of them not getting any offers between now and, say, Monday is pretty low in this area. That sucks. 
works. Yeah, because same thing, like stuff gets on the market and it's gone. Like we bought this house, we put an offer in on this house when it had been on the market less than 24 hours. Damn. Yeah, so it's like it would probably work out. And we have till tomorrow at 5 p.m. to make our final decision, but we're like, man, that's cutting it kind of close. So, yeah. Aw, I'm sorry. It's a bummer. Yeah, but. Dang it. Oh, well. It's not like we were trying to move. We just happened to see it and we're like, oh, my God. Look at that house. (laughs) Yeah. So we're going to, we're going to, if we don't, if we don't pull the trigger, then we'll start preparing and start decluttering and doing some stuff around the house and, um, and just plan on being more prepared so that we're ready to like pull the trigger. Yeah. No, that would be good. Yeah. Cause we, I think we definitely realized, cause I've been kind of saying it and I think Brian now realizes it that like, cause to stay in this house, we need to build a garage. We need to remodel the second bathroom to make it parent ready, uh, put in real doors instead of the barn doors, which are cute, but they're not functional for a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, which we could do all that stuff, but we probably won't be able to do it soon. So we need to just buy a place that's functional to have a young kid. Yeah, and you don't want to be doing all that work. No. No, I don't. Oh, man. Well, I'll keep my fingers crossed for you. Yeah, I'll let you know what happens if we if we go through with it. But sounding like we probably won't. And I'll let you know what, what car I end up with. <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, because I don't want another color. Because part of the reason I bought that one was because they had the color I wanted. So I'm not going to go spend my $35,000 on a fucking gray one. Yeah. No. Like, no. You guys, no. Well, they should be able to bring. And I would think that where you bought it, because that's where it is now, right? Is where you bought it. Yeah. That they would have one sent here as a customer or sent there, not here, (laughs) as a customer service thing. Well, the problem is, so the khaki blue and the khaki sand, which is like the khaki brown color, are mm-hmm. so sought after that dealerships fight over them. So they had already, they had had that car for like a couple, not even like a, like a couple days. And they already had six dealerships asking to transfer that color. So it's Shit. a hard to find color. So I might not be able to find one. So we might be able to say, well, give us our money back and we'll go to Larry H. Miller in Boise. And... Make them get me one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so we'll see. Damn. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Mm. Hopefully it can. And hopefully it'll work out because I I liked it a lot for sure. So I right know, now, and it was so pretty. It's so pretty. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, episode four, Sons of the Harpy, top three go. Okay. So. Um. This one had quite a few it wasn't the most exciting but let's see well one of them is at the very end so we'll start with Cersei being a little bitch and she basically made she struck a deal with the high sparrow and like formed an alliance with him and is like yeah like I've I will support, I will provide you with an army and I know of a great sinner in our midst. So she's playing the game hard and she's, yeah. She's playing the game dumb. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to say it. And they're just wreaking havoc and like, you know, like attacking all the gay men and, you know, in the area and like they took Loris. Yeah. Cersei was like, there's a sinner in our midst and she 
freaking threw Loris under the bus to get back to Tyrells. Yeah, and yeah, they are, the sparrows are completely unhinged. They are now armed, and this, the city guard is ignoring them doing their thing. Like, they're beating people in the streets. Like, the one guy, he's like, help me. And the city guard is just like, no. Like, fuck, man. What? So, so now your, your entire, the capital's being run by a bunch of religious fanatics. Great. Who are not beholden to the police force. No. They don't yeah. even have to listen to the fucking king. What could possibly go wrong? I know. Hmm. We'll see. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. And fucking Lance will get branded. Sexy. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was, was horrible. Freaking dumb as shit. Cersei, like, this is what happens when... Tywin dies and no one can freaking deal with Cersei. <laughs> yeah, and she's dumb. So fuck you, Cersei. I hope this comes back to bite you in your stupid ass. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the next what the fuck moment. Let's see. I'm trying to see where this scene actually starts. So we're at the wall. And Celise is talking to Stannis. She's like, I don't approve of Jon Snow. I should have given you a son. Blah, 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 Charisse, or Celise, Celise, not Charisse, Celise. And Melisandre comes up and defends Charisse. Oh, Shireen. I forgot to ask, what are you drinking? You said you're getting wine. Oh, drinking? yes. It's, um, it's different for me. I am sh- drinking Barefoot Red Moscato. Ooh, I like Moscato. Yeah, and it's a red Moscato, but it's really sweet. Nice. Mm-hmm. Moscato. I am drinking water with collagen powder. <laughs> Ooh. Yes. Sounds like Sounds- a safer choice. Yeah. I'm just I- hoping to drink enough to put me to sleep because I haven't slept this week. Oh, no. I'm <laughs> it's sorry. Okay. It's okay. I really, like, I really, really feel like I want a glass of wine right now, but I'm like, uh, I probably shouldn't, I shouldn't tempt it. And then I have to take Newt to the vet in the morning. So I'm like, eh, I'll just stick yeah. with my water. Okay, nah. anyway. Good choice, good choice. So yeah, Celine is being lame again about Shireen. Oh, I only She's gave you bitch. weakness. Fuck you. Shireen's and, not weak. She's and awesome. I'm, she's like the coolest kid ever. And I'm like, I don't like Mel. I think she's a devious like bitch. But she defended her. And I'm like, oh, I'm sure it was for selfish reasons. Mm-hmm. But I just love it how Celise just runs off like, oh, everybody's against me. Yeah. So cool. But um, uh, we do get another interesting Eddard comment in this conversation. Did you notice that? No. So uh, Celise is like, you like this boy. He's talking about Jon. They're talking about Jon Snow. Stannis is like, yeah, he's cool. And Celise says, yeah, a bastard by some tavern slut. And Stannis says, Perhaps, but that wasn't Eddard's way. Oh, yeah. No, so, there's more to that story. There's got to be. Yep. There's there, got to be more to that. Yeah, because Stannis, Stannis doesn't cut hairs about that kind of shit. Like, no, no. Yeah. He wouldn't be trying to protect Eddard's honor. He would, you know what I mean? He believes that. Like, no, I don't, that doesn't sound right to me. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. I mean, you know, I didn't get to know Ned for very long because he died really early, but... He just didn't seem to be the type. He was so honorable to a fault. Honorable to the point of getting, 
you know, executed. A lot of his family killed. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I've kind of always had a little bit of a suspicion. So, yeah, I do remember now that he said that and it was like, "Mm, yeah, okay. But yeah, interesting. Interesting. Um, So then Mel tells Stannis, I hope you don't leave me again. And he's like, I won't. I need you. But what do you need? To serve my lord. Just ridiculous. Um, and then Sam is writing letters for John to sign, asking for more men. And I just love it because Sam's like, he says the names as he's handing him the parchment. This is family so-and-so. This is family so-and-so. And then he hands him one and doesn't say anything. And John's like, uh, I'm not signing this. He's like, come on, Bruce Bolton can help you. He's like, fuck you. Um, nice try, Sam. And then Mel enters and it's like, come with us when we ride south. And he's like, Castle Black is my home now. And she's like, mm, here's my titties. No yeah, grab her boobies. <laughs> grab her boobies. And uh, he touches her boobie and then he pulls away. He's like, I can't. And she's like, the dead don't need lovers. And he's like, I know, but I still love her. And then this is the what the fuck moment. She turns to leave and says, you know nothing, Jon Snow. <gasps> oh, yeah. How? How? What? Yep. She knows. How? What the fuck? She had to have seen it in the fire or something. It's not real, Casey. I can't <laughs> believe it. I know. Anyway. I know. <laughs> it's like epic level fuckery right there. Yeah, that got me. That got me good. I was like, I even had goosebumps just now talking about it. Like, what? Oh, I know. And and that's it's still so raw for John too. He's just like, oh, you fucking bitch. Like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then okay, so um. Earlier in that in that conversation, she, the, the one where she was still talking to Stannis, um, when Mel comes in and interrupts Stannis and Celine, so Celise, <laughs> I got her name. Um, she they're talking about Shireen, and she's like, "Those scars mean nothing to the Lord of Light. Her father's blood runs through her veins." Like, ah, what are you setting up there, Biatch? Uh huh. So. Oh yeah, yeah, there's there's been a she's got a creepy plot, but she's yeah she's up to shit yeah, and it made her so horny that she had to go make John grab her boobs and yeah, but he ain't going nowhere because he knows nothing. He knows nothing, and she apparently knows that <laughs> somehow. Yeah, that was so weird. I was like, well, she does seem like she's got some weird little black magic in there. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, for as for as much as she's smoking mirrors, there's some legitimacy there too. Oh yeah. It, it's hard to tell where the where the line is drawn with like what is she actually pulling out of a hat and what is she faking? It's crazy. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. So those are two, and then I can address the third one when we get to the end of the episode if you like. Yeah, okay. So let's barrel through since we're trying to go through four. Okay, let's do this. Uh, it's about pr- pretty easy because these ones, yeah. Um, okay, so Jorah, this is what I wrote. Jorah punches a dude, steals his boat, leaves him some money for his boat. <laughs> <laughs> At least he did that. Yeah, I know. I was like, oh my god, Jorah. And then uh, Tyrion is currently gagged and tied. <laughs> yep. Um, then we jump to Jamie, and he's on his way to Dorne, and he sees Tarth. And he's like, oh, there's Bran's house. <laughs> Hi, Bran, even though you're not here. Yeah. 
And then they're, they're talking about Tyrion, and he's like, if I ever see him again, I'll split him in two. So, that's interesting. So I don't believe him, by the way. Know, I don't believe him at all. But it's interesting, because remember how I was talking about in the book, they did not leave on good terms. Um, but it was Tyrion that was mad at Jamie and not the other way around. And in the show now, Jamie is mad at Tyrion. Yeah. So, okay, whatever. I'm going to have one pissed um, off Lannister boy. Yeah, yeah. Cersei is having her council meeting. We find out that the Iron Bank has called back a tenth of their loan, which I can only imagine is a large amount. Uh, Mace Tyrell offers to lend the money to cover it. And she's all, no, no, you've given us enough already. But how about you just go talk to the Iron Bank? Why don't you go to Bravos? Oh, and why don't you go with Marin Trant? Oh, what? That's fine. Go ahead and speak for the crown. Go to Bravos with Marin. Like, hmm. What could she possibly be plotting? I don't know. <laughs> Who fucking knows with Cersei? Yeah. Then Cersei gets a letter from Littlefinger, which we don't see. Um, then Marjorie and Toman are having a little lover spat, and Marjorie's really mad. And Toman says, I'll set him free for you. But since he hasn't grown any balls yet, we have yet to see him do anything about it. No, Casey, he stands around looking terrified all the time. He's yeah. really good at that. Like, he's super kind and loving, and but damn, dude, like, you gotta have you got to have a rough side if you're going to be king. Like, you you can't just be Toman. Right. Something between Joffrey and yourself would be ideal. Yeah, man. Because at first, you know, it's it was so easy to be like, oh, yay, Tommen's going to be a great king. But now it's like, fuck. Yeah. They are walking all over him. Well, Everybody. Cersei is. Cersei yeah. mostly. Because she's got bad intentions. Whereas, right. Yeah, I don't know about everybody else, but hers are the wicked ones. It's just she's yeah. Ugh, yeah. She had no control over Joffrey, and she has too much control over Toman. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Totally. Um, so Toman goes and demands to Cersei, like, we need to deal with this, and we can't allow the faith militant to hold the queen's brother, no matter his perversions. Hmm. Like, oh Lord, Cersei, she's just. So Toman goes to the Sept and he's stopped by the Sparrows and and they're not letting him in. And he doesn't force his way through, which is bullshit, because he has his fucking Kingsguard with him. <laughs> he could have just plastered them all over those stairs. It would have been glorious. Mm-hmm. And then people are starting to scream at Toman that he's a bastard and he's an abomination. Like, shit, that shit is starting to spread. Oh, I wonder why. Oh, because the Faith Militant is fucking armed now. And that whole shit is, yeah, is vilely spreading throughout the city. So now Toman is getting shit on. Which is kind of fucked up. Like, he's the good one, you assholes. Right. He's a huge improvement over your last king. Why don't you shut the fuck up and try to help him? Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you all just help him go and save Marjorie? Or not Marjorie, but Loris, who you all love. Like, you guys all love the Tyrells. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, It's pretty crazy. So, then he goes back and talks to Marjorie. He's like, you couldn't, I couldn't do it. And she's like, God damn it, Toman, you're the king. Fuck. (laughs) She's like, I gotta go talk to my grandma, because you can't get anything done. (laughs) 
Well, if you want anybody to get anything done, Elena's the one to go to. So yeah, she doesn't fuck around. No, she does not, and she'll kill you if you piss her off. So yeah, so she's definitely the person for the job right now. (laughs) (laughs) She's got bigger balls than Toman, definitely. Uh, Next scene up, we have Stannis going to talk to. Well, Shireen actually comes in to talk to Stannis, I guess, Mm -hmm. and. They have a nice little conversation and are you ashamed of me father and then he tells that story that i talked about earlier i forgot that they talked about it in the show um about the doll you mentioned that they do talk about it so here's that story um and everyone was like oh just kill her send her off to valyria and stannis is like i told them all to go to hell you're my daughter and she's like i love you daddy and oh it's probably the first time they've ever talked probably face to face mm-hmm. <laughs> and he even hugged her after about 10 minutes of her hugging him that was sweet yeah yeah it's it's, it's bizarre i mean it's it's nice but it's like have i doubt that he's been a good father this whole time oh no i mean you just see him he just looks horribly uncomfortable touching her you know he's like yeah you can tell he cares about her to the extent stannis can care but anyway yeah indeed yeah. <laughs> but i wrote that she cries and hugs him he eventually hugs her too because <laughs> i'm just yeah. standing there like put your arms around her that's how you hug you gotta put your arms up and wrap them around her <laughs> and finally he did like it this. Like, oh, there you- yeah exactly there you go yep um okay so our next scene i actually have a ton written down for this night i have an entire page of notes for this next scene uh of sansa and littlefinger in the crypt um okay yeah i have a lot here so i have like three quarters of a page so i guess yeah so you have quite a bit too then yeah um okay and i'm glad that they brought this up because I was actually, I was trying to figure out when to tell you these stories. And they sort of started it for me. So now we can talk about these things. Um, So she goes and she's like, oh, this is my Aunt Leanna. My father never talked about her. They say she was beautiful. And then Littlefinger starts to tell her the story about the tourney at Harrenhal. And that at the time of the tournament, Leanna was promised to Robert at that point. Rhaegar attended, everybody attended, like Ares was there, the king, you know, everybody. Um, Rhaegar won the tournament and um, he rode past. So when Loras won the tournament previously, um, they kind of did it weird. What They, they kind of messed it up. But so he gave Sansa flowers, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of, it's a thing where like the whoever wins the tournament gets to gets to crown a woman in, in the crowd as the queen of love and beauty. And there's only one. Um, Sansa gets it that one at the tourney for the hand. Um, at this one, Rhaegar wins the tournament and rides past Elia, his wife, and gives a crown of winter roses, which are blue roses. I don't know if you remember blue roses coming up in our conversations before. And places it in Lyanna's lap. Uh, freaking Littlefinger makes a comment like that's the day that all the smiles died Um, which is I I love that that was in the book too like that's such a great line like all the smiles died when Rhaegar Targaryen (laughs) crowned Lyanna Stark the queen of love and beauty and then Santa's like yeah and then he kidnapped her and raped her and the look on Littlefinger's face like is interesting. I don't know if you noticed the look on his face. 
Not really. He kind of was like, huh, yeah, okay. <laughs> like he didn't believe it or like, oh, you know something, you know something that you shouldn't you should... know? <laughs> no, I I know what the look means. I just wondering if you, if you, what you caught from the look, but you didn't apparently catch anything from the look. I didn't. I didn't catch anything <laughs> from Peter's look. Yep. So, okay. So that, so they got into the tournament. Another thing about the tournament that the show never talks about is the night of the laughing tree so at this same tournament before the end before um liana was crowned queen of love and beauty there liana was hanging out with howland reed and so was uh benjen and eddard and howland reed is jojen and mira's father right Mm -hmm. and he was getting picked on by some squires i think um so, or they were knights. They might have been knights. I'm not sure. The next day, those same knights, when they were in the lists, a mystery knight showed up and kicked the crap out of them and won, right? All this stuff. And they had the sigil of a laughing tree on their shield. Um, I think it might have been, I don't think it was jousting. I think it was a melee. So, like a melee fight. And... Then they disappeared. Ares got really paranoid about not knowing who somebody was and sent Rhaegar out to go find them. Uh, Rhaegar goes off and comes back with just the shield. Um, there's a lot of theory about who the Knight of the Laughing Tree is. A lot of people think it was Lyanna, that she was getting revenge for Howland Reed and kicked those guys' asses in the lists. Oh, because she was really good. She was actually a really good fighter. and She was a really good horseman um, like Arya. So people always say that Arya takes after Lyanna quite a bit. Um, so interest. So they always say that Arya actually even looks like Lyanna. So a lot of people say that Arya resembles Lyanna. Because um, and then a, the other children resemble uh, Kat, right? Like they all have red hair and stuff. Um, but that Jon Snow looks a lot like Arya, the Knight of the Laughing Tree. So yeah, and then the whole, then the jousting, and then the, he wins the tournament, and then the flowers. So. Mm, okay. Um, then, so another thing is the Tower of Joy. This will come up later, um, but I'll give you a little bit of backstory on it. So when Eddard went to go get Lyanna back, him and Howland Reed went to the Tower of Joy, which is in Dorne. That's where Lyanna supposedly was. He found that out. I don't remember how he found that out. It was, Rhaegar was not there. Rhaegar had already been killed by Robert. There were three Kingsguard there at the Tower of Joy. Kingsguard, as I'm sure you've seen in the show, are never supposed to leave the king, right? They're always like, but I'm supposed to watch the king. Even Jamie, when Cersei like sends him to Dorne, is like, ah, it's my job. I'm Kingsguard. I have to stay with the king. Mm-hmm. Um, so there were three Kingsguard at the Tower of Joy. Um, Eddard found her there in a bed of blood and she died in his arms. And those are all the details I'm going to give you now. Okay. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of Leanna backstory and Rhaegar stuff. That's all very sketchy depending on who you talk to. (laughs) That's definitely interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we find out then that Littlefinger is heading to King's Landing because Cersei has beckoned him and you can't say no to Cersei. 
Sansa's kind of pissed because she's like, oh, you're going to leave me here with these assholes. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, you know what? Sansa's on, or Sansa, Stannis is on his way with his army. And my money's on Stannis. So I'll come back and the Boltons will be dead. You'll get, you'll become the wardeness of the North. Like he's got this whole plan that seems very sketchy. And I will ride your coattails till one of us dies. <laughs> yeah. Sound good? Cool. Okay. Yeah, that's like his master plan. Like, okay. Um, whatever you say. Like, that's contingent on a battle where Stannis does not have the upper hand at yeah. all. He's a fucking, I don't know. I didn't think he was dumb. So this is all probably part of some stupid Peter Baelish plot. Like, yeah, he's not an idiot. No, he's not. And I'm not. It just isn't a well thought out plan. And and again, it's it was different in the book. So this is the show only people doing it. And yeah, it just doesn't seem like something Littlefinger would leave up to chance. He doesn't seem to be that sort of a gambler. He does try to comfort Sansa with like this whole bullshit. Like, oh, Ramsay's totally fallen for you. It's fine. Like, <laughs> no, he hasn't. Ramsay's a psychopath, dude. What the fuck? Yeah. Ramsay fed him some nice lines about how he'll never hurt her. Well, that should have been the first red flag. I mean, come on, Littlefinger. You've dealt with worse than Ramsay. And then he kisses her again. <laughs> and he's like, the North will be yours. Yeah, and she, her. what does she say to him? She's like, I expect I'll be a married woman by the time you return. Yeah, like, this isn't going to work out the way you think it is. Yep, she's skeptical. Yeah. Uh, then we see Braun and Jamie, and they've rowed into shore. They eat snakes for breakfast. They're busted by some Dornish men. They have a fight. Our guys win. And then they bury them in the sand. So that's not much going on there. Um, <laughs> a lot of commentary, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. And then, oh, my God. The fucking sand snakes. Mama. Oh, my God. Really? My fucking three-year-old, not even three-year-old, my two-and-a-half-year-old has pretty much stopped calling me mama and just calls me mom now. He's not even three. <laughs> fucking Christ. Um, they're, like, hanging out in this tent. Like, oh, look, we're all hanging out. Mm, yeah. And acting all badass in front of each other. Like, who are you trying to impress? Uh, I will say this. The freaking horse that Alaria rode in on <laughs> uh, was fucking gorgeous. That's... I didn't notice. Oh, oh my God. Me. Well, it had to be probably one of the prettiest horses I've ever seen. Damn. Wow. I feel like I missed out on the best part of that whole scene. It was definitely the best part of the scene was Alaria <laughs> riding her horse. Um, she was like riding along the beach. And the horse was kind of this like golden gray color kind of. With black hair. Oh, it was beautiful. And she's all, like, in her cloak, and it's flowing. It's, like, navy blue. And she's, like, riding on the beach. Oh, it was a great shot. It was beautiful. But then it's ruined by these dumbass bitches. And then we find... So they're talking about the ship captain was going to sell them some information. Obviously, it's the ship captain that brought Jamie and Braun. And so they torture him and kill him. What? Yeah. Like... You guys are dumb fucking bitches. No, they just wanted us to see Obara, Obara. Is that her name? Obara? Obara. They wanted us to see her sweet spear skills. God, barf. 
Uh, How else are you going to show that off, Casey? Come on. And she gives this just cringeworthy speech about Oberyn and how when she was a child and blah, blah, blah. But fuck off. So these bitches in the book were awesome. They were so awesome. Uh, And the show ruined them. Like, Mm. they changed them so much. It's bullshit. Alaria in the books goes back to Dorne and she's fine with everything. She's totally fine. She's not mad. She's not trying to exact revenge. None of that bullshit. This is bullshit. <laughs> I hate it. Jesus. And they're not good actresses. It's awful. Like TV shows will have teams of writers for different parts of the show, right? Like they'll have the Northern writers and the King's Landing writers, right? Mm-hmm. So whatever team they hired for Dorn can suck an egg <laughs> for real oh my god <sighs> the only thing they did right was doran and not for long and you'll see why later okay. i don't know how far up you've watched but yeah okay so you've been introduced to the fucking people that i hate <laughs> i have been yes yes god Okay, the ones who we... will avenge Oberyn. Yes, though. Done. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You. Good luck with that. <laughs> okay. Uh, then we see Jorah and Tyrion, and Jorah's like, "I'm taking you to see Danny." And Tyrion's like, "Ha ha ha! That's ironic. I was already on my way." <laughs> oh, uh, by the way, I know who you are. I can tell by all your shit who you are. So. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Yep. Yeah. Danny and Barristan. Um, we hear another Rhaegar story about how Rhaegar used to sing to people and he didn't like killing he liked to sing he didn't like killing he loved singing <laughs> and he would go and and disguise himself and go into King's Landing and sing on the street corners and people would pay him because he was such a good singer and he would give his money to different places except for occasionally they would get really drunk <laughs> <laughs> horribly drunk <laughs> yeah yes. so lovely story about Rhaegar yes and then I love it she's like go sing a song for me yeah <laughs> god damn it you shouldn't have told him to do that danny oh i know i know i know my heart can't take it uh, yeah so danny goes off or goes to, or he goes off meeting with his daughter zolorak whatever um then we see the sons of the harpy creeping through the tunnels and they're going on another killing spree um the unsullied are too late the horde that led them same freaking whore is there like she needs to something great one gets stabbed barristan arrived barristan gets stabbed it's it's mayhem everybody died everybody died shows over people i'm sorry i'm just yeah and i've i've seen yeah never mind it just broke my heart just watching them fall down next to each other and just die yeah, Fuck and this that shit. sucked because we didn't know if they survived to the next episode. I suspected they did because in the book, they're both fucking still alive. Ah, I don't know why they chose to kill Barristan. I don't understand. Like, did the actor have something better to do than be Barristan fucking Selmy? I doubt it. <laughs> he wasn't sexy enough and he wouldn't get naked for the camera anymore. <laughs> so... <laughs> And get one. <laughs> I don't know. He was awesome, and he's still alive and kicking in the books. So bullshit. 
Yeah. I didn't know that. That would have made it even harder. Yeah. So the next episode, uh, which we're on now, that was the last scene, season five, episode five, kill the boy. Um, we find out that Barrison is dead and it's bull crap. Bull crap, bull crap. Bull crap. But at least Grey Worm's not dead. Grey Worm's not dead. He's injured. And Miss Sandy is, of course, um, you know, taking care of him. So do you have a top three for this one? Uh, I do. It actually starts in the beginning after Danny finds out what happened. And Hisdar comes to con- offer condolences. And Danny's like, grab all the leaders. Come on, we're going. Hisdar, you're first. And he <laughs> takes him to the catacombs where... The dragons are there. And I think I wrote this down. I don't know if she said it or if I just wrote it. A good mother never gives up on her children. She does say that. She totally. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then, yeah, she's like, look at my dragons. You guys are fucked. And then she has one of the dragons. That's one of the dudes on fire and, yeah. and eats him. And all the guys are like, fuck, 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 fuck. And she's like, mm, I don't want to overfeed them. Maybe tomorrow. And so brutal. Yeah so awesome like yeah. fuck you guys fuck you a little crazy but awesome crazy you know what i think it's justified yeah they killed oh, barristan God. man yeah well but again i so in the book they talk about it quite a bit more with the sons of the harpy they're they're trying to figure out who is in charge of the sons of the harpy um in the show it's definitely ambiguous we have no clue who's running that show right she keeps taking it out on the masters, but they don't talk about any sort of evidence to point at them. In the book, there is, right? There's a lot of evidence why she thinks that. In the book, she's just, or in the show, she's just lashing out at these people, and it seems ridiculous. I thought she knew. Yeah, no. Sure. It's, um. she doesn't. It's like, this shit's happening, and she assumes it's them because... Obviously, she's freed slaves and they're mad slaves, so, oh, it must be the masters. In, in the book, there's a lot more reasons for it, but she still is not, she's just lashing out at masters indiscriminately. Whereas, like, even Hisarzo Lorak points out, like, hey, my father spoke out against it, you know, so it just, I don't know, it just doesn't seem wise. Like, stop killing your citizens just because of their last name. That seems very discriminatory. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah. Good point. But the dragon watching a dragon eat a dude was pretty cool. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. Fucking glorious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love the dragons. All right, what do you got next? All right. So next. Um, oh, so Ramsey and Roos are talking. After they he find after Ramsey finds out that Walda's gonna have a baby, <laughs> and it looks like a boy. I don't know. Why I'm talking like that. Um, because we're talking but, about freaking northern hillbillies. I don't. She just just makes me think of that for some reason. <laughs> and uh, he's like, "So I'm your son until a better alternative comes along." And Roos doesn't really disagree. And he's like, "You've never asked me about your mother." And then he basically tells Ramsey he's the product of Roos raping a chick under a tree where he'd had her husband hanged. Yeah, so fucked up. What the what? Yeah, like, we all think that Ramsey's the crazy shit. Like, Roos 
in the book is actually way worse in the shit that he's done. Well, and honestly, I think it's scarier because he's so stoic. Oh, yeah. That yeah. The fact that he's so crazy, at least with Ramsey, you can almost tell just by looking at him with his crazy eyes. He acts crazy. Yeah, but Roos is like, God damn. Yeah. Fucking brutal. All yeah. because they got the man and wife got married without his permission. He went and killed the husband and raped the woman. And like, then what the fuck? How was yeah. that hurting anyone? Just fucking yeah. ass. Being a dick. Very, very uh braveheart. <laughs> it's not like they stole anything or you know, <laughs> murdered someone. No, they just got married without his permission. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, so then he had then she has the baby and he knew right away that that was his son. I think in the book and I might be wrong that he kept her around long enough to wean him, like breastfeed him and stuff, and then he killed her too. God. Yeah. Like really fucked up. And in like the Westerosi, you know how they have all their like superstitions about shit like the guest right and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so uh children that are born of violence and rape they say that that's why ramsey is so crazy is because he was born of violence and rape i mean (laughs) yeah sounds really superstitious but i could see fucking nuts and then then he's like oh and by the way stannis is at castle black we gotta go oh. do it. Yeah, he did He's on his way. <laughs> also, Stannis is coming. And by yeah, the way. fucking crazy. Yeah. He makes, <sighs> um, so during that whole dinner, the whole dinner is super fucked up. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Ramsey's pouring wine and he toasts to their wedding. I love it how Sansa doesn't drink. She just puts her wine glass down and like pushes it away. Like, <laughs> nope. And then Reek brings in more wine and they're talking about the brothers um and he's like make 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 her uh, or apologize to santa which is just really uncomfortable for everybody and i think that's why Roos chose that moment to tell ramsey like quit fucking around like he's kind of like dude like you're getting a little crazy here knock this shit off so i'm gonna scare some like Roos thinks he's scaring ramsey to try to get him to act straight but it just makes Ramsey act crazier. Right? Yeah. Ugh. It's fucking gnar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're, the Boltons are fucking nuts. <laughs> they are. Oh my god. Yeah. So. So before Ramsey married Sansa, he married this Ron, Ronwood? Harnwood? I don't remember what her last name, something like that. And she was an older woman who's all the males in her family had died, so she was in charge of her land. So he he went in and, like, forcibly married her and then locked her in a tower where she starved to death, but not before she ate her own fingers. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Ew. So they inherited that land because of that. <laughs> well, you know, we all have to make our own <laughs> destiny. Top of the episode... There's there's a big uh, foreshadowing in the scene with Sam and Eamon. I wrote it down, but if I, if I if I just say it, then it's a spoiler, so I won't, I'm not even going to talk about it. Um, but so Eamon's there. Eamon and Sam are talking about Danny, right? And 
because Eamon's kind of having this nostalgic moment. Like, that's he's related to her, right? They're yeah. Fam- yeah. Yeah. And he's like, oh, she's all alone. And, um, oh, a Targaryen alone in the world. Because he's not really a Targaryen anymore because he gave up his name. So he's like, oh, a Targaryen alone in the world is a terrible thing. Uh, John walks in. And there's something they have to do. Half the men. Oh, there's. And he's like, oh, there's something I have to do. Half the men will hate me. And Eamon's like, do it. He doesn't even know what it is. He's like, I know. I just love him. <laughs> yeah, he's great. Uh, Kill the boy, Jon Snow. Let the man be born. Well, and I loved how that was the title of this episode because I was like, which boy are they going to kill? Who are they going to kill? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's like the, like, it's like a metaphor. He was a metaphor boy, a metaphorical boy. Jesus, <laughs> thanks a lot, you fucks. I know, right? Because yeah, they tend to not use killing as a metaphor. They're pretty liberal about literal about it. Yeah, this is like a, a show about murder. That's all it is. <laughs> just murder yeah. and death and rape. Exactly. Like who's gonna get murdered next? That's, right. That's Game of Thrones. Then we see uh, John and Tormentor talking. And he's sharing his plan with Tormund, and he's like, they'll follow Mance, uh, no one else, and y'all killed him, so that's out the window. John's like, you are not my enemy, uh, I don't need you to kneel, just fight with me. And he calls Tormund a coward, which was risky, because that dude's huge. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he's just like, hey man, we just need to get your peeps south of the wall really fucking quick. So I got these ships that Stannis lent me. Get all your dudes on the ships and let's do this. He's like, well, okay, but you got to come with me. <laughs> like, okay. Hey, another John and Tormund adventure. Which I love. In the book, I love it too. John did not go. So the whole episode eight thing that we'll get to when we get to episode eight uh, didn't happen on page. Nor was John there. We hear about it from other people, but I'm glad they changed it because hot damn. Uh, yeah, that's that, exciting. That episode makes up for the rest of this bullshit season. <laughs> I, yeah, okay. Cause I, I have a feeling, yeah, cause things have been going slow. I mean, not yeah. slow, slow, but like, I'm like, uh, we're over halfway through the series. This is the worst season. And it picks right up next season. Like, next season we get some really incredible, amazing episodes that that are, like, better than any movie I've ever seen. They're fucking unreal. Uh, nice. I don't know what happened this season, but it just pandered. Like, it's just not great. The Sand Snakes have a lot to do with it because they're fucking awful. Yeah, it's, I don't know, I don't know what happened, but it's bad. <laughs> It's no bueno. Yeah. I mean, there's some good things to it, but overall, it's pretty weak. That's why I'm like, let's just fly through these episodes. No one cares. <laughs> yeah. Um, then we get another Stannis scene. They're talking about um, the plan. Like, they're having the council meeting at the uh, the wall, whatever. Everybody's there talking about it. Uh, we get another Stannis grammar Nazi moment with fewer. <laughs> I picked up yeah. on that right away. <laughs> Uh, John is saying, let's let the um, wildlings down. We'll give them the gift, which is the land just south of the wall. 
And everyone's pointing out, like, well, yeah, that land's not in use because the fucking wildlings are constantly raiding it. <laughs> like, yeah, what? Like, that's kind of fucked up. Now they get to have it. That's not good. Um, Ollie's obviously having a hard time with this. And he, John tries to give him a little pep talk. Winter is coming, and we know what's coming with it. Ollie says, suck it up. Mm-hmm. Ollie's becoming a bit of a pill. I was going to say bitch, but pill works too. He's, uh, yep. Yeah, uh, and he, it'll come up more and more, so my language will get more colorful about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pod and Brienne. And... Oh, okay, so Pod and Brienne, they're, they have a room right outside of, they're like right outside of Winterfell, or at the edge of Winterfell, something like that, I don't know, whatever. And this old man comes in, and he's like, oh, Brienne's like, you lived here for a long time? But dude's like, fuck yeah, I was here when Eddard's dad was here, I knew Eddard, I knew his dad, I knew his grandpa, hells yeah. And... She's like, I need to get a message to the lady of Winterfell. <laughs> I or she's like, I know who's in there. Oh, we all know who's in there. Blah blah blah. She's like, I need to talk to Sansa Stark. Like, quit fucking around. You can help me or not. <laughs> it's like, God damn. Yeah. And he kind of gives her a skeptical look, which I understand. I would too at this point, because shit has gone haywire in Winterfell. And yeah. she's just like, Who do you serve? Okay. All right. I will go talk to Sansa Stark. So the North remembers. <laughs> the North fucking remembers. Yeah. Yeah, Brienne's, she's getting, it's so funny because she finally doesn't use Sansa's name, but then she realizes pretty quick, like, wait, I still have to fucking say it. Like, oh, you're just catching on now? Like, you're in Winterfell, just use her fucking name. Everyone knows she's in there. Exactly. We're not hiding. It's, we're friends. Yeah, yeah. Um, we get another Miranda Ramsey scene. Um, I really like Miranda. She's crazy and she's scary, but I I like it when she's in a scene. Yeah. I get a kick out of her. Yeah, I don't know. I like her a lot. Um, she's whining to Ramsey like, oh, you said you were going to marry me. And then she pulls the Shay bullshit. Well, do you think Sansa's pretty? And he's like, of course, I'm not blind. Everybody says the same shit. Like, Sansa Stark is supposed to be one of the most beautiful young women in Westeros. It's not these women. They're like, do you think she's pretty? Uh, <laughs> you do too, bitch. What are you talking about? Like, yeah, or else you wouldn't be asking me that question. Like, right. It's like you, asking, do you think Jon Snow is handsome? Yeah. It, it's so irrelevant. Like, yeah, she's pretty. That's, that's a characteristic of Sansa Stark, no matter who you are. <laughs> like it, but it means nothing. Like I can, I can point at other people and realize that they, if they are an attractive person or not. Like, but that means you want to fuck them. Yeah, right. Every like, time, literally. Every single one of them. All of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, she is nuts. But that, that scene was... Ugh. Super creepy. Yeah, because he starts doing his whole, like, you're not going to bore me, are you, Miranda? Which we know in a later episode, she turns that around on Santa like takes it out on her but because she's feeling insecure now and she's like no i won't bore you and she like bites the fuck out of him and then they go at it um and if you notice like he doesn't have any scratches on him yep so yeah because they've only done it twice 
that one. Yeah, this <laughs> is the second time. <laughs> he had time to heal, a long time to heal. And I actually, I have a note about that later. So we'll, we're going to be bringing this back up later again. Okay. Awesome. The right scene. Um, okay, so then we see Santa. The old woman comes in. She's like, you still have a friend in the north. Here, take this candle. And when you need it, put it in the highest window of the broken tower and somebody will come and save you. Hooray. And Sansa's like, no, I don't need to be saved yet again. No, I'm kidding. She didn't say that. (laughs) Yeah, I'm fine. Everything's fine. I love Ramsey. (laughs) I hate her. She was still doing that shit. Um, uh, Miranda comes and finds Sansa. And they're chitty chatting. Oh, I think Sansa goes and, like, she goes to the tower and looks at it, like, checks it out. Miranda comes up to her and she's like sweet talking her and talking about mothers and whatever. She's like, oh, there's something else. And takes her to the kennels and shows her Theon. And mm-hmm. Santa is livid because all she, she knows is that Theon killed her brothers. So she's like, oh, you son of a bitch. Like, oh, I'm going to kill your ass. She's mad. She's pretty pissed. Yep. Um, then Ramsay uses that to fuck with Theon some more, like, oh, do you have something to tell me? Because Miranda obviously went and told Ramsay, and then Ramsay fucked with Theon, like, you didn't tell me, you know, keeping secrets. It's like, oh, Sansa saw me. <laughs> fuck with his head some more. Fucking Ramsay. I hate that fuck. All right, then we see Sam and Gilly. They're talking about the Citadel and how it has the largest library in the world, because Gilly's like, oh, are these all the books? He's like, no, you silly ass. <laughs> we never <laughs> spoke at all. <laughs> oh. and then, she's so cute. It's like, well, she's probably never, she probably hadn't even seen a book ever until she'd been there. And then in walks our little happy ray of sunshine, Stannis, and Gilly <laughs> just pieces out. <laughs> she <laughs> literally runs. Like, <laughs> <Hi>! <laughs> uh, Um... So he's like, oh, you're Samwell Tarly. And he's like, yes, sir. Oh, I know your dad. He's a badass. <laughs> your dad's a super hard-ass kind of guy. I like him. And he does make a comment. Um, they're talking about, oh, they say that you killed a White Walker. It's, yeah, I did with Dragonglass. And uh, Stannis makes a passing comment about how they have Dragonglass on Dragonstone. Mm-hmm. So stick a pin in that. Um, then it's time. I wrote, it's time. What is it time for? It's time to go. Oh, it's, oh, the Stannis and party is going. They're yeah, out. They're out. out. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're taking Shireen and Selyse and getting the fuck out. Everybody's going. Everybody. Everybody. All right. Good luck, party. <laughs> um, Grey Worm wakes up. We find out he's been asleep for like three days. And he says that now he's afraid because he was afraid he would never again see Missandei from the island of Noth. And they Aww. kiss. Aww. Then Danny Missandei. Danny's looking for advice from Missandei. And I didn't write anything else about that. So if you have something else about that scene, I didn't write anything. Um, 
Oh. Yeah. Uh, Danny goes to his daughter. Yeah, he... I have that next. Oh, oh, okay, yep. Then, nope, that's good. I just didn't write anything about what, what the hell she was asking advice for from Miss Sandy, but... Well, she was just kind of... The only thing is Miss Sandy said, I've seen you ignore your counselors. This whole time I've known you, I've seen you ignore your counselors because there was a better choice only you could see. Oh, so that's kinda, right. Yeah, it gives her a little bit of faith in herself. She was just kind of stroking her ego. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. The, and she goes and visits his star. And she's like, oh, by the way, we're getting married. So, <laughs> good thing you're on your knees or something like that. Yep. So, now they're going to be married. Which is fucking stupid. Because so stupid. So stupid. If, if your main goal is Westeros, don't marry a dude from Marine. Like, right. That's such an that's an immediate problem. Danny is not thinking long term. No. Uh, then we see Jorah and Tyrion, and uh, this scene is awesome. Is this the one you're talking about? Yes. This is yes. the last. Yes. <gasps> this scene's was... amazing. Oh my god! Well, it's just beautiful because they're like. As they're approaching Valyria, it's it's fucking stunning. Yeah. Like, I want to live there. And and then Drogon flies overhead. It's like, oh, my God. It was, and Tyrion is just, like, in awe. Like, he's wanted to see a dragon his whole life. In the books, they talk about repeatedly how obsessed with dragons Tyrion is. Like, he's read all these books. He knows all this shit. Like, everything there is to read about Tyrion, dragons Tyrion has read it. And... So this is his first time seeing one. So he's just like, oh. Yeah. He's like jizzing in his little pants. So yeah. exciting. Yeah. And Valyria is beautiful, but it's it's ruined. Right. Oh, yeah. Torn yeah. to shit. Uh so this is this this scene is just such a nugget, like a golden nugget in this shit episodes. But it's yeah. so, yeah, so it's well like worth done. waiting for. Worth waiting till the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so then, then we hear the splash and like, oh my God, what was that? And then like, we see these stone men just dropping, like some are landing in the water, one lands in the boat and they're just attacking these guys. Uh, so before, um, somebody on Reddit did this when the episode came out, when, when they're pulling up to that big bridge where they're passing under, um, later when they come off, you can see, I think it was like. 11 like nine or 11 stone men up there mm -hmm. standing up on that bridge and somebody went through and circled them all it was crazy <laughs> and but you they can, blend in they, yeah they do um you can see one of them really clearly stand up as they approach which is super cool like he's up on the ledge and he stands up um and this is even before i think even drogon flies overhead you can see him back there I was too busy looking at the dragon. Yeah. No, I didn't I didn't notice them at all the first time. I was like, I read online later, you know, that, that you could see them. And I was like, what the hell? And I had to go back and watch. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah, there's, there's a bunch of them up there. Um, but yeah, you don't notice at all the first time. It was really, really well done. And it was really scary because it, it came out of nowhere. Like, it totally was like, ah, like spook moment. And then... Like, Tyrion's getting dragged underwater. You think he's going to die. And then it, the screen blacks out. And you're like, ah, oh, shit. Is that the end of the episode? Like, did Tyrion just die? What the? F 
what the fuck? And then it's like, oh, the episode's not done yet. He's fine. (laughs) Crazy. But Jorah's not. (laughs) Jorah's not. Oh, my God, Casey. And, like, they've talked so much about grayscale that it's like, you know it's incurable unless your dad is Stannis fucking Baratheon. Yeah, which I don't think that Stannis has any love for Jorah. (laughs) Nope. Yep. Uh, in the book, remember I told you there was another Targaryen named Aegon who was cruising around with John Cunnington, like trying to become king over there. Yeah. So John Cunnington is actually the one who has Grayscale in the book, not Jorah. Oh. Yeah. So in the book, Jorah never gets Grayscale. That is somebody else. Well, that would have changed the story a lot if some guy I never heard of got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it makes sense. We had to give it to Jorah. So that's all right. <laughs> uh, and also Tyrion ends up actually traveling with Aegon and John Cunnington, not Jorah. So oh. yeah, the whole storyline uh, was given to Jorah instead. Okay. All right. So next episode, we have Unbound, Unbent, Unbroken, quote unquote, the worst episode of Game of Thrones. This episode is garbage. The, <laughs> it's... The unbound, unbent, unbroken is the Dornish words for their for the house of Martell or the Martell words, and it it is in regards to the fact that the Targaryens never actually conquered them, so oh. they are still st- unbound, unbent, unbroken. They are still a house and a royalty. Um, the Dornish and the Martells, by all respects, are awesome, and I enjoyed them in the book for the most part, and I will get to. Some more of that in this episode. Do you have some what-the-fuck moments? I really only have one. Uh, well, there's two. Okay. One's at the very end, and you know what it's going to be. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, okay. So that's another reason why I hate this fucking episode. It's just vile all the way through. Yeah. Yep, okay. So what's the other one? The other one is um, Arya is in the House of Black and White. That's what yeah. it's called, right? House of Black and White. Yep. And basically, she's helping a little girl, blah, 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 blah. And Jacken takes her into this room with just pillars just fucking full of faces. And that was crazy. So. Yeah. Like, lots and lots and lots of faces. Just so many faces, Casey. I'm like, how are there any people living that are just, why aren't the streets just filled with faceless people? Yeah, it was crazy. So now we find out where all the dead bodies, what's happening with them, because she keeps asking and nobody wants to tell her. Yeah. So, so now we know. I I had a thought this time watching this scene. So the father that brings in his little girl, um, like the little girl's obviously sick. She's not getting better. She's in a lot of pain. He's bringing her there as a mercy. Uh, Arya, she finally plays the game of faces and wins. Hence, she gets to go see the faces, right? But I was thinking, because we we later then see the little girl back in that room after she's, you know, being cleaned and stuff, is that when when people would bring their loved ones in for this, they must know ahead of time that you don't get the body back, so you can't bury your loved one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you don't get a... Because that's it's been brought up all over the world in this show. Like people want to bury their dead, even you know his Darzo Lorik. He wanted a proper burial for his father. Everybody has their burial rites or their ceremonies. You know, burning whatever it is. So the people that 
come to the House of Black and White would not get that. Yeah. So this poor father doesn't get to bury his little girl. Nope. How sad. Yeah. So I don't think he cares, though, at this point. He's like, she's just suffering. Fuck, I can't. Yeah. Yeah, that, that would suck, man. Mm-hmm. I get it. Um, so the first scene with Arya, she's cleaning those dead people, and she's she's bitching at the wave, uh, like, I ha- I've been doing this for weeks. Why can't I go see? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, why are you in such a hurry? I mean, I get it. It's boring. But what else do you got to do? In the show, she's not doing anything, right? She doesn't have any point. Nothing. She's got nowhere to be, you know? Yeah. Like, no point in being in a hurry. In the book, at this point, she's still pretty hell-bent on revenge. So she is kind of in a hurry in the sense that she wants to get trained so she can get back to Westeros and kill people. Yeah. That's not really addressed in the book or in the show, other than the fact that she just says her list occasionally. But so in the show, it's just kind of like, why are you bugging her? to hurry up when you got nowhere to be right yeah fucking weird so then she's like she wants to play the game of faces so she the the waif tries to play the game of faces with her and she loses so then jack beats her up (laughs) fuck man that poor girl oh but she's learning to be a hard ass she is but it's like she's just I know it's going to help her in the long run because, you know, any kind of training with dealing with that. But I'm just like, oh, my God, everybody's just beating the shit out of her (laughs) everywhere she goes. (laughs) She takes it like a champ, though. Yeah, that's true. She's pretty hard ass motherfucker at this point. Yeah. At at ripe old age of what, 10? (laughs) I mean, she she could kick my ass (laughs) for you for real. Yeah. Um, then we see Jorah and Tyrion, and Tyrion is, like, talking about, uh, Jor all in the past tense, and he's like... Yes, and he didn't know. Yeah. Oh, he's like, oh, oh shit. Yeah, your father was a good man, and what is it they say? We will never see his like again. And he's like, oh, shit. You didn't know your dad was dead. Fuck. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, Jor's dead. And Jorah's like, well, how? Eh, well, you know, people die. Just tell me how, goddammit. Oh, mutiny. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Like, not the way you would see your bear of a man father getting killed by his own men. Right. Yeah. Um, so then, uh, next scene is with them, too. Um, and Jorah's doing his whole bullshit, like, I love Danny. She has dragons. I just love her. She's the rightful heir. And Tyrion's like, yeah, but why? Like, why is she worth all this? Like, just because she's a Targaryen? Like, her dad was a Targaryen, and her dad was fucking shitty as shit as a leader. And he (laughs) killed everybody, and he wanted to burn people alive. So, uh, like, I need a better reason than than all those reasons you gave me. And then, oh, God. Oh, no, there's some slavers. And... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's oh, exactly they what they said that. too oh my god <laughs> <laughs> oh that was so bad oh yeah so scary what's gonna happen and i love this scene because like the guy's talking about dwarf cocks <laughs> and he's like it's not that little <laughs> or like think again or something yeah like, he's like uh yeah dwarf cocks are lucky we could sell his cock so cut off his cock and he's like you won't be able to prove it's a wharf a dwarf cock and he's like what do you mean he's like 
yeah, it's you won't be able to tell. And he's like, ow. <laughs> well, like, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah, our cocks are not dwarf size. <laughs> Is that true? I don't know. I've never Googled yeah, it. Yeah, apparently it's true. Oh, okay. Yeah, yep. Good to know. Um, then, uh... So Tyrion starts going off about how Jorah is the greatest warrior in the Seven Kingdoms, and he killed Khal Drogo's blood rider, and he won the tourney at Harrenhal, and like he did all these things. <laughs> lies, lies, lies. Yeah. Uh, then we see Baelish. Um, I wrote I wrote Baelish and Littlefinger. Uh, oh, Lancel. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's what I right. <laughs> Baelish was talking to himself. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. And then he's like, they're like threatening to beat him up and do their sparrow bullshit. And he's like, shall I let the queen know I'm delayed? And they let him go for some reason. I don't know why they felt like that was a threat. Um, then Littlefinger gets to the keep with Cersei. And he's like, was it wise to arm the faith? I mean, really? Like, recreating the faith militant? <laughs> Come on, Cersei. Are you thinking things through here? Like, fuck. What are you fuck, doing? Fuck, fuck. Yeah, even Baelish is like, that was a little over the top. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then he's like, was it smart to arrest the heir of Highgarden? I don't know if that was really smart either. <laughs> he's just calling her out on all of her shit. Oh, she's like, it wasn't me. It was the faith. And I can't help Loris's perversions. And then Littlefinger with the zingers. Uh, yeah, it's a curious thing who someone chooses as a companion. <laughs> I loved that. And she's like, says with her face, fuck you, Baelish. Fuck, fuck you, you, Peter. You're a dick. <laughs> <sighs> Meanwhile, you're trying to fuck the daughter of the woman who never loved you back, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're nowhere to talk. <laughs> Why don't you take those, those stones and shove them yeah. up your ass, Peter Baelish? <laughs> <laughs> but he freaking plays Cersei like a fiddle right here, because... Like, he casts a line and catches her hook, line, sinker. She falls for his bullshit. Because he's like, oh, I found Santa Stark. She's mm. home. Uh, and Cersei's instantly like, oh, my God, what the frick? We got it. Da, da, da. And he's like, oh, but whoa, 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 hold up. You can't send the king's army because you need the king's army here. And you can't do this. You can't do that. Oh, I know. Why don't you send the Knights of the Vale, uh, who I conveniently control um <laughs> because you can't trust Roos anymore and Cersei's like oh my god you're right he's a traitor kill him like she's just falling for everything he's saying like <laughs> dude Cersei oh my god she's just like yeah fuck Roos yeah go get Sansa sure take the Knights of the Vale you're in charge I'll make sure that the king gives you a decree that it's fine to move your army <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Dude. It's like playing your step or your your divorced parents against each other. Yeah, like, it's so bad. She, oh, she was. It was so. She just jumped right in. Like ah, yeah. Everything you just said. Do all of that. Oh my god. Yeah. And I want Cersei's head on a spike. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. That would be best. Oh my Thanks god. Mother, you got it. Um. Okay. So then we jump to Dorne, and we see Tristane and Marcella. And if they are not the best-looking couple... Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and it's kind of funny to me. I'm sorry, this is not a, really relevant, but I think the kid that played Joffrey is really fucking weird-looking. Yeah. Like, I don't he, think he's oh, attractive. Yeah. Oh, 
Toman is cute. Yep. He's he's a, a pretty boy. boy. Yeah, yeah. He's he's got very pretty features. And Marcella is like drop dead fucking gorgeous. Yes. Oh, okay. she's stunning. And she just seems so sweet. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess two out of three ain't bad. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so did I tell you about Ariane and Quentin yet? Doesn't sound familiar. Okay. So okay, so this is Tristane. Um, who is engaged to Marcella. In the show, he is apparently Doran's only child. In the book, he is the youngest of three, and he has an older brother named Quentin and an older sister named Ariane. Ariane is the gal I... One of, one of the characters that I could have done for uh, Halloween, because she is described as having long black hair written off the show. Of course. Um, of course. Quentin was sent off to Esos to go woo Danny. So he actually meets up with Danny. And during this whole wooing where Hisdar is, where she's getting engaged to Hisdar, Quentin is actually there as well and trying to convince Danny to marry him and that Dorne will join her forces and help take over the Seven Kingdoms. And that... He should marry her because the Dornish and the Targaryens have always worked together. And he has dragon's blood in him, too, because of how many marriages they've had um, in the past. Oh. Yeah. So Quentin is is not in the show, obviously. Arianne. Um, okay. So Arianne, she was obviously friends with the Sand Snakes. And in the Sand, in the Sand Snakes in the book, there's like eight of them, right? There's like a ton of them. Uh, they actually... They are not trying to exact revenge on the Lannisters, like I mentioned. Um, and they're certainly not trying to attack uh, fucking Marcella, which we will get to. Um, they are trying to crown Marcella queen. Oh. <laughs> In Dorne, women can be an, a head of a household. Dorne is the only of the Seven Kingdoms that can have that Um Without extenuating circumstances. So as Marcella being older than Tommen, Dorne recognizes Marcella as the heir to the throne. Oh. So, yeah. So since they have Marcella, they're actually trying to crown her queen. Not kill her. Not in the show, because in the show, everybody needs to die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Arianne, yeah, Arianne's whole plot is to kidnap Marcella to crown her queen and then... Team up with the Targaryens. Yeah, I mean, it's just so different. So, like, this whole, like, oh, Ilaria and the, these three shitty sand snakes are just trying to kill Marcella is just ridiculous. We do see Doran, and he's, like, looking on, like, oh, we must protect them. And, and then, so that dude with Doran is Arya Hota, and he is considered one of the best fighters ever. So that guy's a badass. Not in the show, apparently. But... <laughs> In the book, he was somebody to be reckoned with. <laughs> hmm. Then Jamie and Braun, so they get into the city. Um, then we get to see the snakes. Here's the scene that we can Okay. <sighs> so this is this is one of my one of my three worst scenes in Game of Thrones. All of them include the sand snakes. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like they're all supposed to be these amazing fighters. That's what they're trying to portray. Yeah. 
I could have taken them down with my eyes closed. Yeah. So what? It's so bad. It's so bad. Like the the camera cuts couldn't even make it look good. And I love how they're like running through the gardens, and it's like it's almost like you know the old school cartoons where they're like running in and out of different doors, <laughs> and it's playing stupid music. That's yeah. what that scene made me think of. Just like. Oh, oh we're gonna get you oh we're gonna get you well and they also <laughs> like they cover up their so they have their little team meeting like for oberon and then they cover up their faces oh no one will know it's us <laughs> clearly what are you doing oh, seriously oh, fucking I, ridiculous I, oh it's yeah it's comical i i literally lost track of how many times during that fight those bitches turned their back on their opponent <laughs> I was keeping track this time because it's so bad. I was like, I'm going to start tallying it up. I got up to nine and I lost the count. <laughs> yeah, like they'd be fighting and they would just turn around to like do a flip or something. Like for no reason. Like the little one, she like flips up for no reason. Obara, who's supposed to be the spear master at one point, literally just turns around and takes two steps in the other direction. <laughs> And, like, left her back completely exposed. No fucking way did Braun not kill all of them. Like, <sighs> had him. Hell, Jamie uh, could have killed him. Jamie could have killed him. The fact that we already know, okay, Jamie has one hand at this point, and he has said that he can't fight very well with his left hand, and he still managed to do okay. Like, yeah, should say something about the poor quality of these bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was a little ridiculous. It was so bad. I thought it was, and I was like, what is going on here? This is not typical Game of Thrones fashion. It was so poorly done. It was like the, it was slow, right? Like you could, you could literally see Jamie and Braun standing there waiting for these chicks to like do whatever the fuck they were trying to do. Yeah. And like in a, in a real fight, they would have just stabbed him in the back. Right. You know, <laughs> God, yeah. oh, oh, it was painful to watch. Area Hota comes in and it's like, everybody knock it off. And then Obara tries some bullshit speech again. Like, <laughs> I fight for Dorne. Who do you fight for? And he's just like, shut the fuck up. Like, you're not in charge. Who? You're just some bastard bitch. Who, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I just thought it was crazy because then we see Alaria just chilling out inside. <laughs> yeah, what was she doing, though? I'm just going to wait here until uh, you guys are done. Uh, yeah. Was she waiting for them to, like, supposedly, I guess, bring Marcella? Oh, and what amazing timing that Jamie and Braun showed up in the gardens the exact same time that the Sand Snakes showed up in the gardens. Mm. Well, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> what a coincidence yeah yeah that was nutty i wasn't i'm so glad that you said that because i was like this is weird i don't know how i feel about this so then when you were saying it was the worst episode ever i was like oh thank god okay oh yeah yeah you were your uncomfortable feelings were warranted <laughs> thank god yeah so okay so then we get elena and marge and uh so elena has come back to the capital and they're talking about Loris, of course. And she's like, well, I'll go talk to Cersei. So she goes and talks to Cersei. And she's like, you're behind this, Cersei. 
And do you still want all my wheat? Because let Loras go. And then Cersei's like, well, House Lannister has no rival. And Alana's just like, oh, please, bitch. Like, all what, one of you? <laughs> there's no Lannisters left. Heaven at Casterly Rock, and then there's you. And then there's Lancel. <laughs> right, Lancel's and, lost his luster. Yeah, and then who else? Because the other ones are technically Baratheons, so fuck off. <laughs> yep. And But interestingly enough, Elena doesn't get anywhere with Cersei. I think because she's frazzled. So... Yeah. Well, and isn't this the scene where, um, yeah, Cersei's pulling some Tywin shit, sitting there writing Writing. and ignoring her? Yeah, yes, thank you, yes. I was like, oh my god. She totally pulls a Tywin, you're right. But you know what, it was kind of cool, but at the same time I was like, you stole that from a dead guy, so you're not that clever. Yeah, because that was his power play. Yeah, even Olenna picked up on that, like, oh, you're just like your dad, huh? Great, congratulations. (laughs) Then we jump to Loris is getting questioned by the sparrows, and they're like, "Have you up? Did you lay with uh, Renly? Never. Did you lay with any other men? Never. Okay, let's ask Marjorie. Marjorie, did he ever do that? No, no, he didn't. And then, oh, we have a witness. Oh, look, it's Oliver. And, and I, yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck Oliver. I'd understand if they had him and they beat him up and tortured him and stuff, but they apparently didn't. He looks fine. Mm-hmm. And he just throws them under the bus. Fucking Happy. hard. Yeah. He lit them on fire and then threw them under the bus. Yeah. Dick. Um, yep. and yeah. Even like, oh, yeah. And you walked in on us. Like, yep. yeah. you saw, you know, and I know about your birthmark, your Dorn shaped birthmark. Yep. Here's where the birthmark comes back up, which Ugh. is, I guess, the reason for that whole sex scene, just so we could see that birthmark. <laughs> Wow, what what foreshadowing there, Team Game of Thrones. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and Toman's just sitting there like, uh, don't uh, say anything. God, he's like <laughs> waiting for his balls to drop. Like, yeah, these guys, Mar- now would be a good time. <laughs> Marjorie gets arrested and she's just screaming, Toman, Toman, like fucking do something. And he just does nothing. Mm. All right. So here's our final scene. We've got Miranda coming in to give Sansa her bath, which is just fucked up anyway. (laughs) And she's washing all the black dye out of her hair. And she's telling her these stories about all these girls that bored Ramsay. And they're just horrific, of course. And then Sansa is just like, how long have you loved him? (laughs) I I can see right through you, you dumb bitch. You can't scare me. I'm in my house. This is my room. Fuck off. Yeah, exactly. Way to go, Sansa. Yeah, that was pretty killer. That was like, that's probably the first time we've seen her really stand up for herself. Yeah, and it was beautiful. She did a great job. I'm proud of her. Yeah, it was great. Um, Then we see the wedding, and the wedding is lovely. I mean, it's really, really pretty. It's slightly snowing. It's at night. She's wearing white. I mean, it, they're at the heart tree. Oh, it's gorgeous. There's it is just lovely. The prettiest wedding we've seen. Which is depressing because it was the most horrible. And, like, Sansa even looks like she's going to vomit. She's like, mm-hmm. oh, God. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Miranda and her cleavage look both sad and cold. Yes. If you notice, she's wearing 
So Santa is all bundled up, right? She's in furs. Everybody's in furs and coats. Poor Miranda is standing there in like a shift dress that shows off all of her cleavage and her entire like chest area. And then she's got a light scarf around her neck. And that's it. Like no one could give Miranda a coat. Everybody else is like covered in furs. And this chick is standing there half naked. She wants Ramsey to see what he's leaving behind. Oh, he's not leaving anything behind. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. She does uh, look pretty devastated, though. She's she's a mess. Yeah, she's not happy about it. Uh, Theon is sad. Everybody's pretty much everyone's sad. Yeah. Um, and except for Ramsey, who is smirking evilly, of course. <laughs> Sick fuck. Oh, yeah. I hate him. Then we get to the bedchamber. And Theon tries to leave, and he's like, no, 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 you're not going anywhere. And then he makes, he's like, I told you to watch, and he makes him watch. And, yeah, it's like, oh, you grew up with Sansa, you knew her as a little girl, now watch her become a woman. (laughs) And then he proceeds to rape Sansa like a dog. Fucking Ramsay. It's horrible. Yeah. This scene caused a lot of issues with watchers one because it wasn't in the book um it kind of was in the book because jane Poole gets raped by ramsey right so like it just it wasn't santa so a lot of people felt like why are you as the as the show writers uh writing santa getting raped for no apparent reason right yeah like self-gratifying and i don't know i it couldn't have gone any other way. Right. And then they were also like, well, why did you have to show it on screen? Well, I think it, I kind of think it needed to. I don't know. What are your, what are your thoughts on that? Well, here's the thing in this type of show, women are getting raped constantly. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not, trust me, I'm not saying that I enjoy thinking about it or seeing it or reading about it. But why sh- why would Sansa be exempt from that? Just because she's Sansa? True, true, yeah. I mean, it's it's just showing what this particular universe or timeline or whatever, it's showing what it's like. It's brutal. It's rape. It's war. It's death. So, I, hmm. And there's no way that Ramsay wouldn't have done that. Oh, God, no. That's all he's been waiting for since he found out they were going to get married. He's like, I can't wait to rape her. Yeah. So there was no getting around the fact that it was inevitable. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, that was my first thought when when we find out she's going to marry him. It's like, there's no way she's going to survive this guy because we've seen how he is with his lover. Yep. And Sansa's not into that shit. (laughs) Sansa's never even had sex. So she's, like, completely clueless. Like, how is she even going to handle this guy well not very well all right so this is season five episode seven the gift (laughs) after that horrible episode and now we get a gift and um this one had more had more it's kind of sad i have a prediction though after this one don't let me forget oh excellent okay um 
I don't really have any major what the fuck moments, just a couple moments that stood out. Okay. Maester Eamon is dying. Yeah, he's not looking too good. And he's going he's a little cray. Oh, he is. He's calling he's talking about his brother Aegon and he's calling or he's he's calling the bear your your baby little little Sam looks like Aegon and then as he's dying, he's like Eggy or Egg. Egg, mommy's calling for you, and it's like, oh god, no! And then he's like, Egg, I dreamed that I was old, dead. Oh, Sad. so heartbreaking. Yeah, but, that came straight from the book, and oh, it's just what a beautiful line. I don't know, it's lovely. It's so oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's oh, it's heart heart wrenching, heart wrenching for sure. And I just loved Maester Eamon. I mean, you kind of love most well okay I shouldn't say that I hate, hate Pycelle but yeah. I just love <laughs> Maester Eamon and like just to see him go I mean it, it was pretty peaceful it's not like death is usually this frolic in the sun but yeah and he at least he died with Sam he mm-hmm. was a hundred years old yeah died in his bed surrounded by friends so yes. not bad with a cute little baby so that was sweet but um so now that Maester Eamon is gone, I have a prediction. Okay. I think Sam's going to uh, become a maester. Awesome. That's a good prediction. He just brought it up in, like, the last episode. Like, I always wanted to be a maester when I was a boy. And he's not. He's not a fighter. He's just not. We know this. Yeah. I mean, he's done some cool shit out of necessity. But I just have. So that's my theory. Now that Eamon's gone, they're going to need a maester. Hey, I added it to your predictions list. Because they're going to need one. They are. And what better maester than Samuel Tarly? Yep, yep. Definitely. So that happened. Um, The other one, this is just a little mini one. So Gilly made a man out of Sam. (laughs) (laughs) And I just love his reaction. He's like, oh my. Yeah. Oh my god. He's like, oh. Oh my. (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's like the most Samuel Tarly thing ever. Like, yeah. So that was that was sweet and cute. When they had sex in the book, um, God, the way that George R. described his penis was just like, dude, really? Like, he so he's about to have sex with Gilly, and he's like something about his tall pink mast. It's just like, dude, we don't what? we don't need that. That was unnecessary. Did he explain every man's penis in the book? Yeah. Yeah. Like, we, we got a description of Tyrion's uh, bef- right before he, well, before he didn't have sex with Sansa. Um, yeah, we, we do get several penis descriptions. Oh. And vagina, but we get a lot of vagina descriptions, too. Like, a lot, a lot of pubic hair. There's a lot of pubic hair that <laughs> is described. Really? Yeah, lots. Uh, Ariane, especially, um, the guy she sleeps with, who's actually a member of the King's Guard. They send a member of the King's Guard with Marcella to Dorne, um, mm-hmm. and he's sleeping with Ariane. Ariane, and he, uh, is, he's always talking about her dark pubic hair. It's like it's, God. Yeah, I, we don't. Okay. Yeah, the book gets pretty saucy. I guess I'm good. I mean, maybe. Uh, well, especially now that I've seen all the characters, I don't want to think about their genitals. I think I'm getting old, Casey. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. Because <laughs> old me would have been like, or, you know, young me, I should say, would have been like, sweet. Yeah, I all about the cocks and balls, but now I'm like, eh. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's enough. That's enough. <sighs> anyway, now that I've outed myself as an old prude. Um, yeah. yeah, so, um, and what was, oh, well, yeah, that was kind of it. Okay. Let's go down to the episode then. The top, we're at the wall, and they're unchaining Torment, and everybody's stink-eyeing them. We get stink eyes from Alistair. We get a stink eye from Ollie. <laughs> and Alistair is like, uh, I just want you to know that I'm doing, like, sitting here under duress. I don't like your plan. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, we know. John's like, do I fucking care? Did I yeah. ever once ask you how you feel, you little fuck? Yeah, he says something like, I, I always appreciate your honesty. Bye. <laughs> fuck you. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Sam gives John a bag of dragon glass. So I hope you don't need it. <laughs> yep. Good boy, Sammy. Then we see Theon bring in Santa some food. And she's been locked in her room. And here's where I'm going to talk more about Miranda and Ramsey's sex life. Because we see Santa and she's covered in scratches and bruises. Mm-hmm. Like, she's been beaten. That is how I would suspect that Ramsey and Miranda should be looking if their sex was consistent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If they didn't just do it the two times. Right. They'd be looking a little bit more like Sansa. Maybe not quite so extreme, because Sansa is certainly being used as a punching bag at this point, but there would have been some old wounds, like I complained about the first time. Like, no, 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 no. You don't just jump in and get a, get dozens of scratches without having done this prior Right. Yeah. So, so that's what they should have looked like. Theon is trying to say, "Oh, do as he says. He won't hurt you." And (laughs) Santa's pleading with him, like, "Help me, goddammit! You owe me. You killed my brothers. You betrayed my family. For fuck's sake, like, help me, help me, uh, and take this light to the tower. Light this candle, and somebody will come and save me." And then she says, "Promise me, promise me." So that's a theme. I don't know if you've caught onto that. I haven't. Promise me, promise me. So, um, remember Bran's vision, dream slash vision of the Three-Eyed Raven where his, where his mother showed up in the tree? Oh, yeah. Promise me, promise me. So, it's a thing. Just, there you go. Uh, so, Theon then goes, and it, we think that he's doing it, right? They kind of film it like we think he's going to that tower and going up, 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 and he's going up these stairs to go light the candle to save Sansa. Oh, he opens the door, and there's fucking Ramsay. Fuck. So he's turning her in. I get it. He's been psychologically damaged, but fuck Theon. Like, I seriously. Know. God, you had one job. So then, of course, Ramsay summons Sansa. She gets out of her room, and he's like, oh, you're so pretty. I'm so glad you're not ugly. You're pretty. And Sansa does manage to grab a knife. Did you catch that? Yes, I did. Yeah, she she got something there. Um, and she talked some shit, which was ballsy. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, isn't your stepmom pregnant? And you're a <laughs> bastard. So if she has a boy, the legitimate heir is going to have way more of a claim than you are. And he's like, I was legitimized by Toman Baratheon. Oh, Toman Baratheon? He's another bastard. <laughs> 
shit, Santa, watch your and mouth. also born of incest, so fuck you, Ramsey. Yeah. Like, you know how this guy reacts to things. Why are you talking shit? Like, I think she just doesn't care anymore. She's like, you know what? Fuck you, dude. Yeah. But then... Oh, and then he does tell her that Jon Snow is Lord Commander. And she does have quite a reaction to that. Because the wall is not that far away. Mm-hmm. So she's like, oh, shit. Like, Jon's... Fuck. Like, that's got to be a little bit reassuring. Like, oh, fuck. That, that's a lot easier to deal with than having nowhere to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's she's making plans. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Um, but then Ramsey takes her and we see the old woman has been flayed. Yeah. Which is just awful and ugh. I don't know why that wasn't a what the fuck moment. That was horrible. Only was... because I wasn't surprised. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it wasn't shocking at all. No. It was like worry, but it wasn't shocking. It's like, oh Ramsey's just up to his old shenanigans. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, precisely. And then she sent back to be locked up in her chambers. Uh, They were at Stannis' camp, and shit is not going well. It's cold as fuck. We hear they've lost 40 horses over the night, and more will die throughout the day. The Stormcrows have left, so that's their their hired... So they didn't get the Golden Company. They got the Stormcrows. They're gone. And that was like half of their men. Stannis is refusing to retreat. And his whole argument, which is terrible, is that winter is coming, so they have to march now, or else they're going to get stuck at Castle Black throughout the winter, and the winter could last years, and they'll miss their chance to attack. But Davos is like, dude, you just lost half your men, we're cold and starving, we're going to lose. So, like, what? They're, like, waiting years is better than just losing. (laughs) Right, he's like, I'm willing to sacrifice my family and all these men. In order yeah. to fucking win this war, because everybody's gonna die. Because of fucking Mel, who then is like, well, it's fine because I've seen myself walking the battlements of Winterfell. And so obviously we win. Uh, and sacrifices need to be made, and there's power in King's blood. And yeah. you her veins. And he's like, she's my daughter. Fuck off. Fucking Mel. And you know, the shittiest thing about it is I really don't think he would be falling for this shit if he hadn't have left her behind when they went to the to, to Blackwater. Because that's oh, the only yeah. bargaining chip at this point. Because she's like, well, the only reason you lost that battle is because I wasn't with you. And he's believing that. Yeah. Yeah. Don't fall and, for it, bro. And now he's in kind of a desperate situation where... He was looking pretty good, but now he's looking fucked. So he's kind of, like, grasping for straws at this point. Yeah, it's so fucked. So I'm, like, I'm glad he's sticking to his guns for now, but you can tell he's not fully convinced. Right. With himself, with his choice. He's like, she's my daughter, but he kind of has that look in his eye, like, well, you know, maybe Mal can make me another shadow, baby. Mm. Yeah, he's like, can't we use leeches, something? (laughs) Right, I got a dick. Here's my dick. Put a leech on it. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. There's King's blood in my dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's the next pickup line in every bar everywhere. Hey, baby. <laughs> I got King's blood in my dick. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. This is getting intense. Yeah. <sighs> then we see Tyrion and Jorah, and they're like at the auction. 
And the stories about Jory have gotten more elaborate. And now, not only did he fight the Blood Rider, he killed Khal Drogo in single combat. Wow. I thought he got smothered by a tiny little girl with a decorative <laughs> pillow. My bad. I heard yeah. all along. Nope, it was Jorah. Oh, and Jorah. So Duder buys Jorah, and then Tyrion's like, oh, I gotta buy me. We're a team. And he's like, okay. <laughs> and he pays like a coin. He, he pays like a bag of gold for Jorah, and then he gets like another coin for Tyrion. Like, fine, I'll take him too. He's funny. I don't know. Yeah. And then, yeah, in the book, um, they actually are sold as a as a comedy team. And it's very, it's a little bit different. Um, and then he, Tyrion's like, you know, Danny freed the slaves, so she probably wouldn't be happy that you're saying us to the fighting pits that are supposed to be free fighting pits. And he's like, here's your wages. They have to last your whole life. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, so, which is interesting because we're seeing the other side of these fighting pits that Danny. This is what she was afraid of. And yeah, like, they're still slaves. Like, it's still going on. Mm-hmm. Then we see Danny and Dario, and they're in bed again. And he's like, marry me. She's like, I can't. Then he's like, you need to gather up all the masters and slaughter them all. So Dario's kind of ruthless. Mm-hmm. Not sure he's wrong, but... Yeah. Well, I was going to say, somebody needs to be in this in this point because... Things are getting out of hand. Yeah. Well, and it's honestly, she, it's none of her business anyway. Her whole, like, I have to control Slaver's Bay before I go to Westeros. Like, why? God, I hate it in the book. She was in Marine for fucking ever. Like, <laughs> well, she's still in Marine in the book. I was going to say, she there. is. Oh, in the book, she's still there? Yeah, she hasn't left yet. Jesus. Okay, because I was like, well, she's still there in the show. Yeah. Yep. Elena, then we have Elena and, and the High Sparrow. And Elena's trying to do her thing and and like, oh, you're the High Sparrow. Oh, you're the Queen of Thorns. Oh, it's my knees. Oh, it's my hips. Which was kind of a cute little interaction. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she keeps calling him a fraud, which I don't... I think that was more of a power play than legitimate because I think she's really good at sniffing out frauds, but I don't get the impression he is one. I think he's pretty into his shit. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. And it it doesn't work because he's not a fraud. <laughs> yeah. No, he's, yeah, he's committed. Yeah. Yeah, he's all in. It may be, like, fucked up, but he fully believes in it. Yeah, yeah. Um. Then Elena gets a letter from Littlefinger. Um... Then we get to Toman and Cersei. Toman's mad. He's starving himself. <laughs> like, there's nothing I can do. Um, how about you grow a pair, Toman? That would, for starters, I don't know. Right, and your then, wife's not going to be pleased when she hears, oh, what's my husband doing about this? Mm, he's stopped eating. Yeah, he's having, he's on a hunger strike for you. <sighs> Great. Yeah. And then Cersei, oh, I'll talk to him for you. And Toman's like, okay, thanks, mommy. <laughs> like, dude. Toman, yeah, haven't yeah. you learned anything? No. <laughs> the answer is no. Like, he's completely oblivious to Cersei and Marjorie's like rivalry. Like, yeah. Uh, he is he's so clueless. Poor little boy. Yeah. Uh then we see so Jamie is talking to Marcella. 
And Dorne is awesome. Dorne's mm. really pretty. It's gorgeous. I can understand why Marcella doesn't want to leave. She's like, yeah. it's home. It has been for years. My mother sent me here. Fuck her. I'm here now. So I'm going to marry Tristane. I love him. La la la. <laughs> Girl's got a point. Another of my top three most hated scenes. Oh, involving. God. Well, Game of Thrones, that also coincidentally involves hand snakes. <laughs> Are you talking about the cells when they're in the cells? Yes. I wanted to vomit. Oh, my God. And, like, Brian, every time we watch this, he's like, this scene isn't so bad. I'm like, no, the boobs are not bad. The boobs are fine. I'm like, this scene is bad. The scene. Like, stop it's focusing so... on the boobs. The yeah, scene. she has a hot body. I'll give you that. But, oh, my God, really? Yeah, it was so fucking stupid. Uh, so bad. There's no point to any of it. Braun no. is singing. He's got a great voice. That was fun. And then she's like, how's your arm? And she's trying to get his blood racing, right? So that's why she's like, oh, look at my boobs. Look at my crotch. I'm naked. Let's go. Aren't you the most beautiful woman you have ever seen? And, and so then the poison kicks in because she obviously poisoned him in their fight. Um, but then she gives him the antidote. So it was pointless. Yeah. Didn't have to do it at all. They could have just left that scene out and Braun would have been alive and fine. And we didn't. I mean, I guess then we learned that they have antidotes for the poison. Yeah. That was a really dumb way to show us that. That was ridiculous. And it was like, yeah, I, I just, they could have, I don't know. And her sisters, like, rolling their eyes at her was just corny. Like, oh, there she goes again, being a whore. Like, yeah. That somehow um, made it worse. I don't know how, but it did. Yeah. And it did. Yeah, it was stupid. Like, I was rolling my eyes, but them rolling their eyes was appropriate. <laughs> It was almost insulting. <laughs> yes. It's like, um, okay. And these these women in the books had a lot more agency about them than this bitch. Like, they weren't, I mean, they were sexual and they were, you know, they they talked about how hot they were and stuff like that. But it it's not like they overtly used their tits to get their way. You right. Know? Like, well, just Sean had a good point because I was telling him how stupid it was. I was like, that scene was horrible. And he's like, he goes, I think the characters were trying to kind of try to be like their dad. Like, try to yeah. be playful and kind of cutesy like Oberyn, but they're, you know, they just couldn't... Nobody can be Oberyn except for Oberyn. Yeah, they didn't... They couldn't pull it off. Yeah. And and it they and they didn't have to try to... That's a good point. I think he's probably right about that. Because Oberyn was a very popular character, so they tried to model them after him. But the characters that they were in the book were awesome as they were. Yeah. Like, you didn't have to try to change them into something else. They completely ruined Alaria. I liked Alaria fine pre-Oberyn's death. But then after Oberyn's death, and she's this vindictive, revengeful, like, tunnel-visioned idiot, mm -hmm. makes zero sense. I hate yeah, it. Yeah, it's actually disappointing to hear that because I liked her character, too, until that happened, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, it's just pathetic. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's, just, right. it's not like they murdered him. He knew. He offered. Yeah. He volunteered for this shit. So calm your tits, woman. It's not exactly. like... <laughs> and and he would have won. He understood that. And he should have won. If, if it wasn't for him being this, like, revenge-seeking guy, he won. He had him. Yeah. 
So it's his fault he's dead. I'm sorry. <laughs> and so then she is making the same mistake. Uh, yeah. By extension, being revengeful and getting too caught up in her bullshit. Yep. Yeah. No. It, it's such garbage. Um, so then we get to Littlefinger. He's in his brothel, which is torn the fuck up. <laughs> and Elena comes there. And she's she's obviously... Her hackles are up. She's pretty upset. She's mad at everybody. She's just lashing out. And Littlefinger's trying to calm her down. Like, hey, man, we're on the same side. Let's talk about the future of House Tyrell. You know, we murdered a king together. And she's like, yeah, and if I fall, you fall, motherfucker. Like, she's making threats to Littlefinger. And he's trying to help her right now. Like, <laughs> hey, hang on. Just chill. Chill, chill, Ladybird. And <laughs> he's like, I have a gift for you. So the the term a gift was used several times in this episode. Yeah. Um, he's like, I have a handsome young man. And indeed he did. <laughs> so then we get to the fighting pits and Jorah's getting ready to fight and they get out there. Jorah's not picked. He's still hanging out in the pit. And oh, surprise, the queen is there. Hooray. And <laughs> she is not enjoying it and she's about to leave. So Jorah gets all fired up and goes out there and he starts kicking ass. And this is so stupid, and I pointed this out to Brian because he was sitting there too. I was like, okay, two seconds ago, she was disgusted with the violence and wanting to leave because of it. Then this masked guy comes out and starts killing everybody, and oh, suddenly she's interested? Oh, I like it when that guy kills people. Brian said she probably recognized his clothing because he's wearing worn the same thing for the entire show. Uh, I was like, yeah, maybe. I, you know, sure, but it just seems yeah. stupid. Like, if she wasn't impressed with the violence, she wouldn't be impressed with this guy's violence. <laughs> well, but it's Jorah. He's special. Yeah, yeah. Fucking Jorah. <laughs> um, and then the fat guy lets Tyrion go, and then Jorah wins the fight, and he's like, hey, Danny, it's me. And she's like, "You get the fuck away from me. And then he's like, oh, I brought you a gift. And then Tyrion's like, I'm the gift. Hey, I'm Tyrion Lannister. <laughs> and she looks mad. Yep. Because fuck those Lannisters. Yeah, you should have prefaced that. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's kind of the look she gives him. I mean, <laughs> okay. If... Uh, it's like, okay, come on, Danny. If this was legitimately a Lannister that was trying to fuck with you, do you think they would just walk up to you and be like, hey, here I am, you can kill me now? Right. Like, find out what's going on first. Something's obviously up. <laughs> yeah, you're surrounded by armed men. Yeah, it's fine. Like, this guy obviously is not here to cause you problems. Right. Yeah. Um, then we're in the Sept, and Cersei is visiting Marjorie. And Marjorie looks like shit. She's been in there for a while. Uh, Cersei's nice enough to bring Marjorie her leftovers from the night before. What a bitch. She doesn't even bring her fresh food. She brings her food from yesterday. And it was delicious. It was delicious yesterday. Um, and Marjorie's just like, fuck you. You did this. And she throws soup at her. And Cersei's like giving her these little oh, this is unacceptable. Oh, la, la, la. And Marjorie's just like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. 
Mm. And then Cersei leaves and she says, sleep well, sister. <laughs> and that smug little face. Oh. But don't worry, kids. Don't Doesn't worry. It doesn't last for long. <laughs> to be continued to this scene. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what is what does Tyrion say? Your smile, the your smile will, will turn to ashes in your mouth or something. And you will know that the debt is paid. Yep. Fuck you, yep. Cersei. Oh my God, she's busted. So busted. This is the only thing that Lancel does in this entire show that I'm like, yay, Lancel. Right. Yeah. So he come he comes in handy right now. Here's the handsome young man that Littlefinger offered to Elena, mm-hmm. and. Uh, he throws Cersei under the bus, obviously. <laughs> I I love it when, so the Sparrow and Cersei are going back and forth. And he's like, oh, what will we find when we strip away your fancy? And she doesn't quite catch on yet. And then he's like, oh, a young man came to us and blah, blah, blah. And he had a lot to say about you. And her expression doesn't change, but she gives this side eye over to, like, where he's walking in. Like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, she's such a great actress. It was great. She really is. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. And then (sighs) she starts screaming, I am the queen, which is the same thing Marjorie was screaming. Like, as Marjorie was like, Toman, Toman. And then, I am the queen. Let me go. I am the queen. And then, so they arrest Cersei. And she's like, I am the queen. I am the queen. No, you're not. You are not the queen. You were the queen. Yeah. She's the queen. Queen. She's the dowager queen. Queen mother. Yeah. All those things that Marjorie said were true. Queen, she is not. Queen, no. Queen, no mo. No. (laughs) And then, and then that freaking Septa throws her in the cell and she's like, look at me. This will be the last face you see before you die. Yeah, bitch, I don't think so. You're kind of fucked right now, but hey, you know, you are a Lannister, so. Yeah. So uh, Sir is in jail. Yes, ma'am. Things are getting hated. Thanks for listening. Your watch has ended. 